Shalom. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I am Shmuley Yanklowitz, President and Dean of Valley Beit Midrash. Here at VBM, we strive to bring you only the highest quality of Jewish learning. Bringing pluralistic and innovative Jewish programming to the Jewish community that craves substance and insight is our passion. But we cannot do it alone. To support our endeavors, please consider donating a tax-deductible contribution to our organization. By doing so, you will be supporting meaningful Jewish educational content, funding the next generation of leaders, as well as furthering Jewish wisdom to people all over the country and all over the world. Please visit www.valleybatemadrash.org. Thank you so much and enjoy the program. It's an honor and delight to be here today with Rabbi Yaakov Nagen, who holds PhD in Jewish philosophy from the Hebrew University and is a senior educator at the Otniel Yeshiva, where he teaches Talmud and Kabbalah. He's a leading figure in interfaith dialogue between Judaism and Islam and encounters between Judaism and Eastern religions. Many of his writings have translated, been translated into Chinese, and he was profiled in Tablet Magazine as one of the 10 Israeli rabbis you should know. You, so, you should also know that there's an, he has an exciting new book out, published by Magid Press, Koren, uh, called Be, Become, Bless, Jewish Spirituality Between East and West. Um, really, uh, really important stuff here. So, Rav Yaakov, thank you so much for taking time to talk. I'm happy to be with you. Thank you. So to jump right in here, um, what inspired you to become an interfaith activist? Okay. Well, one of the real greats and pioneers in the field was the late Rabbi Menachem Frumin, um, who taught many years at our yeshiva in Otniel. And his great insight was, if religion is part of the problem, it'll have to be part of the solution. So simply I would tag along, but the meetings are so moving that you become addicted to it. Beautiful, beautiful, yeah. So, so I, I wonder, like, how might, how might uh, knowledge of other religions strengthen our own Jewish identity? Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, to ask that question slightly different from a spiritual question as opposed to an identity question, how does interfaith activism bring us closer to Kaddish Baruch Hu? Okay, so I think there are a number of levels to respond to this question. Um, in medieval times, the big question, are you Jewish, are you Christian, or are you Muslim, at least in Europe? Um, in our times, I think we're, the big question is, are you part of a community which is connected to God or, do you, or not? So I feel in challenging to a secular world that doesn't believe in something which is beyond a partnership with Christians, Muslims, and other religions, I think it makes us part of a world community which makes us much prouder and stronger about who we are. And this is even more so because the Jewish story is really the firm basis for the other Abrahamic religions. Um, most Jews haven't read the Quran, which I think is unfortunate, but you see so much of the Quran is development of the stories of the Bible, of, of the Talmud, and to feel that their success, I feel, is part of our success. In fact, the great 19th century capitalist, um, Elio ben said that the verse that closes the book of the prophets, that Elijah's mission is, in Hebrew, to return the hearts of the fathers and the sons 
and the sons to the fathers is talking about a reconciliation between Judaism and the religions that emerge from Judaism, Islam and Christianity. And I also think when you meet, you really get to the essence because when we meet the other, um, we get less focused on um, things that are external, but really seeing things that are the internal essence. I was once with this major Haredi, ultra-Orthodox rabbi, who met a friend of mine, a, a sheikh from Egypt, and he quoted a verse from the book of Psalms where David says, all those who fear God are my friends. And he said, let's meet not as Jew and Muslim, but as two um, um, God-fearers. Beautiful. You know, in that famous Maimonides passage that everyone uh, talks about, that Islam and Christianity will help to pave the path towards Yemei Mashiach, uh, because they are at a different scale in terms of uh, global impact. You know, I wonder, like it seems today in our religious circles, oftentimes more of an arrogant approach than a humble approach towards mm -hmm. those, those faiths, that they're Sheker, we're MS, they're, they're, they're built on lies and we're, we're built on truth. And I wonder, like, how do we return, even while not abandoning our own moral and epistemic convictions, how do we return sort of a humility to how do we relate to um, other groups like that who are on a whole different scale from us? Okay, well, first of all, the Rambam is an important approach, but there are other approaches. The, in fact, recently there was published Rav Cook's book, Le Hador. He wrote it in the late 19th century. It was only now published. And if timing is everything, it really is very relevant to your question. He talks about levels of prophecy and legitimacy of other religions in general. Um, that the Rambam, the, the Rambam believes that, that the religion of not, the seven mitzvot of Noah, this is a religion in itself. And that's why he, does, he has a less positive view about particular other religions. But Rav Kook sees that different, different people need different pathways to God and sees that, that assuming we're, they are monotheistic, we could, um, we could see God's, God connecting to different peoples um, through di different ways. And interestingly, Rav Cook sees the importance of monotheism and the problem of idolatry, not as a problem for God, but a problem for humanity. By, by idolatry, this, this lessens our humanity by binding ourselves to something which is less than the divine. And monotheism should be the way that ultimately created connection among humanity. That's why it's so essential in, um, in Riff Cook's writing. But in fact, a major, a major theme in the, in the book um, for the perplexed of our generation, the Nebuchadnezzar, um, is the relation to other religions. He begins the book by saying that that humanity is created in the image of God. This is the essence of the entire Torah, which of course is an expansion of things said in the Talmud that would either would focus on loving the but here it gets the connection of the human and divine is really the, the, the essence. So 
do you think there's an elite rabbinic and academic class that should be engaged in such work and the rest should just be engaged in Torah more quietly? Or do you think we should all, to some degree, be engaged in this work? And how do you respond to the question that, you know, some would ask uh, within Orthodox circles that, oh, this is all too dangerous. People are going to lose their commitment to their faith and their identity if they're encountering uh, these other faiths and other uh, community leaders. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so these two, two questions. First of all, what I think is we don't really need new theology. It's really all there. Um, the, the, what I always say is the challenge is taking truths people know in their heads and bringing it down into their hearts. People know. Um, I mean, it's not that, for example, I deal mostly with Muslims, that Muslims have a pure monotheism. The Rambam praises their belief in the unity of God. Um, I was at the house of the chief rabbi of the old city of Jerusalem, Rav Nevensel, and I heard him repeat what he said on many occasions, that desecrating a mosque um, is forbidden not merely because of religious pluralism, but it's our God is being worshipped in every mosque because it's the same God. And I, I said, could you repeat this in front of my students? He said, what do I have to repeat it for? This is obvious. This isn't a need for a rabbi to make a decision because this is so self-evident. So in people's heads, they have the right ideas. But the problem is really getting it down to your heart. And that's why I see massive grassroots, person-to-person -person connection as being essential. Now, relating to the issue about dangers, the danger, certainly for Judaism and Orthodox Judaism, certainly in America, is people who their faith becomes less relevant, but to, be, to meet people who are passionate about God, and we're talking about the same God, and passionate about the same stories when we're talking about the Abrahamic religions, the issue is, it's, it's, it's going to, people lead to great, I feel, greater yirat shamayim, fear of God. Um, they're, I pray together with Muslims and such a powerful experience. I, I, I think this will bring people deeper into the roots and not, and not push them away. It's the broad secular society that denies our essential beliefs and values. This is the danger. One way to deal with it is by connection. I have a student, um, Rabbi Lior Kamenetsky, who was a rabbi in England for many years. And interestingly, his Jewish school was mostly Muslim because in England, many Muslims want to go to Jewish schools. First of all, the food is kosher for them. And also because there's more, there's prayer time and, and other issues. And he felt that for small Jewish communities in Europe, by interfaith connection, your faith becomes significant, right? Your, your Judaism is significant because this is the way you encounter other people. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. So this work is clearly important on an intellectual level, whether we call that comparative religion or something else, on a spiritual level, of you, as you articulated so well, um, and on a social level, Darche Shalom, of fostering peace in society. But on the, um, if we went to one other plane, how does this help um, collaborative justice activism? How can interfaith engagement be leveraged uh, for solidarity to foster a more just society? Uh, well, first of all, there, there's, um, so again, several, several levels. First of it is, um, there are many ways to cooperate and join issues. One issue I've been involved with is in Israel, the 
Israeli um, Muslim Arab community, one of, for them, the most pressing issue is that there's a very large high murder rate. And often this is somewhat become ignored by larger society, but I know how painful this is for them. And, and often in a lot of the meetings of rabbis and sheikhs, the issue about how important is getting together on these issues, um, both getting more government intervention with, um, with policing and cooperation between the Muslim communities to allow the police to be more effective in their areas. I was at recently at Rahat. Rahat is the largest Arab town in the Negev. And I, there, was a high, there was a high school with more than a thousand students. And they had a day of tolerance, which they had the four Abrahamic religions, we include the Druze, going to every single class and talking about um, violence and the students talking about dealing with the problem, the, the high crime rate and, and particularly the murder rate in the, um, um, so there, there, there are quite a number of issues. It's also relating to, in terms of what, you know, what we see in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, I feel greater empathy understanding is helpful on both sides. And I think could lead to, I see ultimately the solutions we have to lead to are solutions that are going to be about connection and not about disconnection. And that can only take place when the, when the, when the populations have greater connection to one another. Yeah, great, great. Okay, so maybe a last question for today. Um, what, what is a Torah idea or a Torah text that is, is foundational for you in your work and your thinking each day? I guess a different way to ask this question would be in your, in your exciting book, Be, Become, Bless, Jewish Spirituality Between East and West. Mm -hmm. What is a foundational idea there in that spirituality that helps to, uh, to create those bridges for you? Um, well, again, it, 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 the things that are most true are most ben are banal because they're so, the things that everybody know, the, the fact the two, the Torah, the Torah beginning with the two essential statements about humanity. The first we mentioned before, the way that Rav Kook begins his book, the Tzelem the Elohim, the image of God as the essence of the entire Torah. And the second is what appears in the, in the what the Mishnah points out, the fact that the, um, the, com the common ancestor of all of us um, is also a source for our connection. But, but again, I feel this is the, these are the texts and ideas. What's real is really, again, the person-to-person -person connection is much more transformative and significant than words and texts could capture. Beautiful. Well, wishing you so much Hatzlacha in your teaching and learning and writing uh, and ambassadorship and activism. So thank you so much for this time. Thank you. All the best. Blessings.